Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. Boom. Okay. We are back. Back once again with a rare Thursday morning recording. This is a fairly random time to record. It is, yeah. I can't say we've recorded on too many Thursdays. Nope. So, might be the first, but I'm not going to go that far. So... But yeah, I'm heading out of town, going to Salt Lake City for a Josh Hanger seminar on Saturday, and hopefully getting breakfast with uh, Dan John on Friday. And That's crazy, you're getting catching up with him. Dan John. Dan John, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, hopefully it'll be a good weekend, learn a bunch of stuff, but got to head out of town, so I won't be around to record, so hence... The Thursday. Thursday podcast. Did they, in that Josh Hinger seminar, did they say what he was going to show or just he's put on a seminar? He's put on the seminar. I've kind of followed him uh, on social media, Instagram for a bit. And so uh, I think when he started doing the seminar uh, tour, I guess you want to call it that, um, he was talking about uh, like the Monoplata 
and because it plays into the hanger team <clears throat> and so using that to help set up like the triangle and so uh anyways i don't know i'll be curious to see what he teaches but i'm hoping that's what he shows because i like the hanger team i use that a bunch and then um using that monoplata though is a uh is an interesting strategy i've tried it a couple times and it it kind of works but i definitely need to work it more and see it more something i've seen on youtube a couple times it's not a move that we've, <laughs> we've like seen on youtube a few times <laughs> well you know it's not something we've gone over in class though ever that is true <clears throat> so it's uh it's it's an interesting move and at first I wrote it off, you know, I hear like monoplata and I'm automatically like thinking like go-go plata or fucking whatever, just some sort of weird move that, you know, requires more flexibility and trickery than actual jujitsu. And, uh, but then I realized what it is like and how he's using it. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I see how that fits in with the, the hanger teen uh, thing I mean basically because the hanger teen he's got a, he grips the chin and it's an arm in yeah, like that's that's kind of the signature uh, um, things of a hanger teen versus like a regular guillotine which you got different versions of it but that's the way he does it and then one of the defenses to that is for that that people that have arm in to start grabbing and trying to use that arm to um, you know, do something, and but then they're they're exposing it, so you just kind of got to step over, and their arms in your hip, basically. So you're basically stepping over, trying to hit like a, a one arm like omoplata, and if they don't move, they'll they'll arm lock themselves. But the reality is, is they're gonna move, and the way that they move, they end up setting up the mount and the the triangle from there. So at least that's the theory. Sounds like a good theory. <laughs> it sounds like a good theory. Damn, I wish you could fucking wrestle. Yeah. I'm starting to get fucking <laughs> That's yeah. part of the reason why, <clears throat> excuse me, I left because I left class early a couple times this week because I'd be sitting people watching like watching people wrestle like, motherfucker, man. All right. I want to yeah. fucking wrestle. I'm going to go home and sulk. Yeah. I feel sorry for myself. Yeah. Well, staying engaged though. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Yeah. That's, uh, I know we've talked about it, but it's funny. I saw, um, Donner actually posted something about that because Gordon Ryan's hurt right now. Mm -hmm. He's got it up, he tore his knee in that one match. And so, um, but he was saying the same thing like, man, you got to stay engaged. And one of the ways you stay engaged is you come in, you're watching, you're taking mental notes, you know, you're helping your teammates if you can. But that coming in and staying engaged is super important, but it's definitely not rolling. No. So, <laughs> it does help. It does, yeah. It does help. <clears throat> yeah. I know we're glad to have you around. So, yeah. somebody to harass us and it's fun to be able to talk shit too, like no repercussions. Yeah, no immediate no, repercussions. No, no. So that's right. There's you, always that. You stir other people up. <clears throat> yeah. That's what I like is when you start talking shit to somebody that I'm wrestling, mm -hmm. and you're getting them fired up, and it's like motherfucker. No, I, I do that. Do I do that beforehand a lot too. Yeah. Like when you can't hear. <laughs> <laughs> Go out there and get them, <laughs> dude. It's hilarious, man. You're always like. Like you're, you're like, don't let him suck you into your his old man pace. Mm -hmm. You do that to most people, man. You're like a fucking snake charmer. That you, that old slow grinding pace. Yeah. People just fucking start matching it. Yeah, it's funny. It's it like I will admit like it's if people can avoid uh, 
avoid my control points, then yeah, I got trouble dealing with it. But that's why I'm very good at establishing <laughs> some control points and using them. So I hear you, but it's funny, man. I, I just start laughing because, you know, I'm like, man, I'm like, don't listen to Rob. You know, he's just going to get you into trouble. <laughs> it's like, you're going to do something and I'm going to sweep you or put you in it, you know. And But with risk comes great reward. No, 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 I know, I know. And that's what it is, though. Like, I, I know what you're saying, but by the same token, like, I also know that, like, I put them in a spot where they don't really have a whole lot of choice because if they try to move and do too much, like, I'm something's happening. Like I'm going to get underneath them and get their leg or fucking disrupt their base or get fucking my arms or my legs around their neck, something. I'll get one arm in there. I'm not going to do the JT squeeze, but, uh, but anyways, yeah. So I, uh, I, I, I am, man. I know I do. I lure them into my pace, but I do it through giving them no option. It's like, I don't ask them. I just make my pace the only obvious choice. <laughs> and then they think that they chose it, right? And so they're like just going along with it. So it's, uh, yeah, everybody's happy. <laughs> everybody's happy. Until you start yelling at them. <laughs> I don't know if everybody's happy. <laughs> I'm happy. They think they're happy. So oh, it's about as good as we can get sometimes. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so, um, but... Yeah, so speaking of uh, Gordon Ryan, I was looking online this morning for some shit to talk about, and apparently he uh, he went into some gym with him and Keenan Cornelius, because he's in town visiting them, and then uh, I guess there was like two other people with him, and of course he's got his girlfriend, who is a trainer, right? She's a personal trainer. Is that his sister? His half-sister girlfriend thing? Listen, man. <laughs> I told you I don't know what the Valle Tudo hour is a. Hey, that's an accurate. News it's a quotable news source. <laughs> I mean, it's quotable. I mean, but yeah, that's where I get my information from. <laughs> so, anyways, the girl that he hangs out with. Gotcha. Uh, she is a personal trainer, mm -hmm. correct? I mean, that is, and she, you know, it's not hidden or anything. That is her job. And so, anyways, she goes into the. They they go to the gym. And according to them, uh, they're working out and all of a sudden like some fat manager comes up and starts telling them, Hey, you know, she can't be training you guys. We're going to kick you out of here if you guys don't stop, you know, training, uh, over here. And, and so, uh, anyways, yeah, they got into a little like argument with them over it. And so. But yeah, anyways, they did up posting all this shit on social media and like calling this gym out and and uh, putting like their address up and and all this shit and yeah, kind of kind of childish and but it's funny because like I've run a gym before, so like I know from the other side like you can't have there's like dude there's so so many fucking cans of worms there's insurance things there's fucking precedence things like you can't have somebody obviously being trained and coached by just someone else gym, yeah. yeah just someone else in the gym like someone that it's like look man it's pretty obvious that this person's leading the workout coaching the workout showing you know coaching you on form you know telling you what to do it's like pretty obvious that this person is coaching you like training you and so one of two things needs to happen it either needs to be fucking less obvious like if it's obvious enough that the manager knows what's going on you're being too fucking obvious mm -hmm. asshole Right? And either that or like, 
yeah, just like don't don't do it. Or uh, but understand that the the gym manager has other like things that he has to worry about. I remember we talked about this before. It's like that old dude who wanted the fucking weights his way. It's like motherfucker. <laughs> I don't care, right? I'm not an asshole, but I have all these other people here that I have to deal with, right? So if I let you guys come in here and it's obvious that this chick is coaching you guys and training you guys, then what am I going to say to the next person who comes in here with a quote unquote friend who's just quote unquote showing me, you know, helping me with my form, you know, it's like, so it's, it's just funny, man. Like people don't, you don't think about it, but that's one of those things that seems pretty obvious. Like, oh, why is that manager being an asshole? And it's like, well, He's this is why he's not being an asshole. You can't really do that. Like if you're the type of guy that trains people out of your garage, you're like, oh, oh, we're both members at Gold's. Let's go up there and I'm going to coach you through a workout. No. Like, you can't do that. You can't do that, you can't man. Do that. No. That's just, I mean, it's <clears throat> gym etiquette. Yeah. You, you just, yeah. You just can't do that, man. There's definitely a level. You can, yeah, you can disguise it more if you want to do something like that, like work out together. Like yeah. you're jumping in and doing some sets, but just to be blatant in there, like a clipboard and a stopwatch and shit. Yeah. And again, I don't know how obvious, like what was going on, but if it was obvious enough that this guy came over and was like, hey, like, right. you guys can't do this shit. I'm going to kick you out of here if you don't stop this, what you're doing. Then, yeah, it was too much. Like, you weren't doing it, like, just basic gym etiquette. Like, you're being an asshole because yeah. you think you're fucking entitled. And so... That's the way I asked you, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was a little surprised. I was like, what? And, like, I saw the little headline and clicked on it and read it. And I was like, that is some nonsense right there. So, yeah. So, either they were ignorant to the etiquette or they just were being assholes. Yeah, but if you're ignorant and you get called out on it and, you know, again, then they're all like, oh, the gym manager's a fat guy. He's probably never worked out a day in his life. And maybe. Maybe. He might be a fucking power lifter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no offense. Yep. Like, there's Sometimes some, you can't tell. Dude, there's some fat bastards out there that uh, can move, yep. move some weight. And so, again, I wasn't there. Maybe was there. And there are some embarrassingly out of shape people working in the fitness industry for sure. But I just, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was like, this is a little, this just shows the the mindset and then of, of people and then using social media. It was like everything that's wrong with the world today, <laughs> you know? It's like these entitled assholes who get called out on something. And instead of being like, oh, all right, let me check myself. Maybe did I oh, maybe, do something maybe wrong? We screwed maybe up, yeah. we screwed up. Maybe I didn't handle this right. Because you know, like, they just double down. Like, they're offended and they're like, you know exactly how this shit goes. And then yeah, then you're going to go to social media and, like, call out your your fans and here's the address of the gym. And it's like, it's pretty, pretty pathetic. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. Pretty pathetic, so. Speaking of, like, the way of the world... I so I finished reading that Jack Donovan's Way of Men. Yes. Interesting book. Okay. The dude. So I took, remember I talked about he was basically just going over all the different traits would you would consider to be masculine. You know, strength, honor, courage, yada yada. Mm -hmm. Talk about where they came from, why we needed them, why modern society is killing them. Right. That's the whole theme of the book. Yes. Killing masculinity. <laughs> Toxic masculinity. Yeah. And then you so then you get to the end and his solution. Spoiler alert! If anybody was. Not really into this book, book uh, <laughs> is that we all just need to form gangs. Gangs? Yep. Seriously. Like that was his conclusion. Like 
<laughs> like the like the streets of New York fucking sort of kind of know like yeah. we're gonna hang out and snap our fingers and that's the way dance I dance fight that's the way I envisioned it yeah dance fighting Z will be into it dance fighting yeah uh, so. yeah we're, we like dance fighting encompasses two of our favorite things <laughs> so and it was so yeah. form gangs like I mean so yeah I mean, basically I mean it's yeah he's saying. Yeah, he's kind of he's playing on the tribe mentality. Okay, right? but he's, he he worded his games. Yeah, you should move into the same neighborhood as like-minded people as you, you know, and cooperate. Well, and he said people don't like to label as gangs, but that's what that's what would fix society and get masculinity back as gangs. <laughs> I mean, that's what why I do you have to it. go like what I, did he have a reason like why he liked that word? Uh, he may the have. solution's one thing, the word <laughs> that he's using to describe it's another. No. He may so, have, but I don't remember. You don't remember I, like I why he too, liked that term in no, particular? No. Huh. Yeah. I mean, because I, I like tribe. Tribe. I can get behind tribe. Because in some ways, I mean, that's what jujitsu is. It's like, it's a, uh, another way to look at it is uh, the intentional community concept. Um, Dan John, again, I just read his book. Like some of these things are kind of fresh in my mind that he talks about. But he talks about like your horizontal and your vertical communities and the you know most people are you know aware of like your your horizontal community it's just where you know people on kind of like a surface level it's just you know your church your neighborhood your work your you know whatever but then you got like your vertical and you know that's where you go deep with people and that's where usually you're also sharing stories like you have a, a shared uh story or or you know myth that you're you're living and and so it uh, you know like for us jujitsu like that's that shared story like we see our lives through the lens of jujitsu like part of our story is like we do jujitsu like the decisions we make and the things we do are made with this story in mind that like no we do jujitsu and we want to be good at it and we want to respect the art and this is how you do that and so that all kind of feeds into how you see yourself and all of that and so you know that intentional community that vertical community is those people that you share that with and that's what we're missing that's what a lot of people are missing is you know they know a lot of people on a surface level and that's where that gang thing comes in you know he was saying you know you like you're basically joined together with people that share the same story that you do they see the world the same way that you do they share the same values that you do you know, for the most part, right? Like nobody sees a hundred percent, but like the, the big things you share similar, uh, ways of looking at it. And then it's, then, then that's what gives you a sense of purpose is that community that helps reinforce that, that story and, and where you're going with things. So like, I, 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 Totally agree, but it's just funny, you know, like you can describe it like horizontal and vertical community, or you can say gangs. gangs. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I mean, because, yeah, just like you said, it's, yeah, it makes sense. But the fact that he was framing it in gangs and it just, it, it was an interesting twist to the end of that book. Yeah. I mean, probably some of it had to do with, I mean, you're trying to appeal to disenfranchised men. So, Meatheads. yeah, what's something, what's a word? It's a little risque that you can throw out there that I'm like, oh yeah, man. Instead of horizontal and vertical. Yep, horizontal. Yeah, I'm not looking for an intentional community. I want a gang. <laughs> I want a gang. 
But so. it did inspire me to read, and you also did because you you said you were you're rereading the uh, Iliad right now, right? Or the Odyssey. The Odyssey, yeah. Odyssey. So I was like, man, I'm gonna read old, some old shit. I'm I started reading the Epic of Gilgamesh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I haven't read that one. Yet. I know of the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've never read it, so. Yeah. Would have to let me know how those old Sumerian tales go. So I've heard I've heard the story on uh, what is it Myths and Legends podcast. So it's uh, so I'm aware of the story, but I haven't read it. Dug into it myself. Did you just look it up? Like go fucking Epic of Gilgamesh or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I looked some it up. books popped up. Yep, and I was like, there we go, Amazon one click. And it's just Fans the story. The it's not yeah. one of those where they're going through and analyzing no, the, the, it. No, well, the beginning, of, some dude did break it down. The beginning of it is like his interpretation of it. Mm-hmm. And the first half and then the second half is the actual text. The text. Yeah. Huh. Cool. So. All right, well. Be interesting. See what I get from it. Do it up, man. Thing. Yeah. After that, you can read uh, Don Quixote. <laughs> it's funny, man. It does start to get repetitive and long, so like I'm, I haven't. There's two books, and I'm almost done with the first one. I think I may have quit on it. How long are they? Like how big? Long as fuck, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, these are written in sixteen the sixteen hundreds. So that what else are you doing? You're reading books. You're writing books, and so it's uh, surviving. Yeah, not surviving. Not dying of the plague. <laughs> yeah, you might have tried to read. Right. So uh, <laughs> now they're pretty good sized books. But that's a good that's a good old story too. And, um, yeah, I've not. It's not very often I read old shit. I don't know why. It's good. I, I love that shit. I'm almost too. always got one going. I like to read that before bed because I don't want to try to think before bed. You know, in the morning I wake up, and during the day when I'm reading, I'll uh, I'll read my thing like I'm reading uh, the right side of history the Ben Shapiro book right now oh how is that it's good man it's good it's, I heard him describe it and it really got me interested because just talking about like the ideas of you know from the, the way he puts it early in the book is like man there's the, the western society is a product of Jerusalem and Athens that you have these two philosophies that came out of these two uh, cities and that these these philosophies, even though that they are, you know, they seem like they're opposed in some ways, it's that natural tug between them, that that natural tension between them that created the the thought process and the mindset that led to Western civilization, and that without necessarily you know understanding that history you're it's easy to just be like well you know what's with this old bullshit we can just get rid of this and it's like no 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 no, man this is some of the foundational stuff that led to where we're at and you can't just clear that out without consequences and that's what you know we're seeing you know that's his contention is that a lot of the the tension in today's society is from that you know like we've had worse race relations you know, we had Jim Crow laws and stuff like that at one point. Like, there's no way that, like, race is, you know, racism is worse today than in, in the past. So, you know, the, it, like, anyways, it, very early on, he kind of goes through a lot of the arguments that people throw out there. You know, race and, and the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer and social media. And, and he's like, eh, you know, we've had 
things like that, maybe even worse in our history and it never got to this point. So like, why are things so insane at this point? Like him personally, you know, he just kind of, again, I'm just like, you know, the first chapter, he just talks about his experience within a few months of, of being able to go around and speak at colleges relatively trouble free to having to deal with some protesters and people not wanting him to come to full blown security riots, like violence type stuff, uh, all within, you know, a matter of, you know, months or, you know, less than a year. And so from his perspective, he's like, you know, what the fuck is going on here? Like, how do we get to this point? And so that's kind of the, the, the point is, is like, look, man, we need to remember that the thought process, like the, the philosophies that came out of these two areas, you know, Athens and their, their natural uh, laws and, and, you know, Jerusalem and the Judeo-Christian values that came out of that, like those two ways of thinking and looking at the world are what created where we're at today. So, and anyways, I just thought that was pretty fucking, like when I heard him say that, I was like, yeah, dude, I kind of want to hear what he's got to say with that. Cause, um, he's an interesting dude. He is an interesting dude. Yeah. yeah. So, <clears throat> but anyways, so yeah, I'm reading, uh, that one right now, but so I'll read that in the morning, but at night before I go to bed, I'll read the fucking Odyssey. Cause I don't need to try to remember any of that stuff. And, that's, you know, that's how I've been doing. I'm reading, I'm finishing to Kiss or Kill, Mark yeah. Floyd. And then I'm also, you know, getting into the epic Gilgamesh. Yeah, uh, Mark Floyd, he is a angry individual. He, yeah. <laughs> wow, man, like he's angry and a wordy motherfucker, man. He's got a way of writing that's yeah. very, he's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting. Yeah. It's unique. Yep. It's like, it's very, uh, it's a unique talent. Mm-hmm. That he's able to channel his, uh, his thoughts the way that he does. And yeah, and just how in depth he goes into describing them, like why he has a thought, you know, what it's doing to him, how he's getting out of it, and just <sighs> anger. <laughs> Dude, and it's just such a bright Dude. light of like yeah. introspection. It is, man. And but and then that's all against the backdrop of insane climbing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, you know, you. Like, he's doing the climbing to drown that shit out. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's what he's doing. Yes. You see you see the madness. That's his... Yeah, yeah. that's where he's channeling his rage. He's into those fucking climbs. Yep. He's like, how close to that razor's edge can I push it? And he's like, got other people around him doing that shit. Maybe not for the same reasons, but like, that's what they're doing. Like, that yes, was... Yes, but where they are in their head and what he's doing are totally different things. Yeah. And yeah, then he gets yeah. done with it and spills it onto a page and boom, on to the next one. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty crazy. I thought you'd like it. Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, because, I mean, you can definitely connect with a lot of the shit that he's saying. Like, you're, and, and what's funny though is, you know, like, a lot of stuff that he's saying is the shit we're saying today. You know? I mean, nothing's really changed. I know it seems like things are, you know, different. And they are definitely, it's different things we're dealing with, but. Just people being soft, society mm-hmm. getting fucking soft, and people looking for the easy way out and making excuses. And I mean, that was his his thing. He's like, man, I, you got this 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 pure, awesome, raw thing, and you motherfuckers are ruining it. <laughs> That's it, too. You're wasting it. You're ruining it. Ruining it. So, and seeking comfort, just fucking ruining it. Yes, trying to turn something that's not supposed to be comfortable into 
as comfortable as possible. And he's and then he's like almost the, as a reaction to it going in the opposite way. He's like, how uncomfortable can I make myself <laughs> if I stayed up for 36 hours straight, took down to the ounce just as much shit as I need. If one thing goes wrong, one weather system blows in that we didn't know was coming, one fucking thing goes wrong, we're done. We're dead. But we think we can do it. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. <laughs> Crazy fucking shit, man. Yeah, he gets some of those stories are just in. I, I think that's why I like it, and I guess that's why I, I, I probably thought you'd like it because it's easy to go into that mode like, whoa, mm-hmm. like put yourself into his head. And because he does such a great job of describing it, and it is kind of like from a headspace that you know, 20 year old me was like right there with that. Like, you know, I was channeling in different things, but uh, angry motherfucker. And so, and then you're like, man, what would I do if I was stuck on this rock face and, you know, whatever just happened? And yeah, it's, it's, uh, intense shit. Dude, I was watching on the same note, uh, Free Solo. Yeah. Alex Honnold movie, documentary or whatever. Dude, just watching that, man, like my palms are sweating. <laughs> Motherfucker, dude. He'd get to a couple of those features to where when he was trying it roped in, he kept falling, kept falling, kept falling. And so, you know, and he finally kind of got the technique down, but it's still super sketchy. He's thousands of feet up. Yeah. And I, dude, just even just thinking about it right now, I was like, Whoa. <laughs> dude, like, I, I, I can't wrap my head around that. Like, no. That's, that's a different type of person right there. It totally is, man. The way that he sees the world in his mm-hmm. headspace at that moment at is that moment. completely different. Completely different. Dude, there's a good book, uh, The Rock Warrior's Way. Mm-hmm. Have you read that? Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh, obviously, it's geared towards rock climbing, but probably one of the best sports psychology books that I've ever come across, and and super applicable to anything like jujitsu or or any sport. But you know, one of the steps that he talked about was like embracing that moment and being like, "This is where you want to be. Like you've trained for this, and and you chose." To put yourself in this position. So now that you're here, like just relax and enjoy the moment. Like don't don't be afraid of the moment. It's like, what are you afraid of? And so it was just interesting as a way of looking at it. But you know, because I got into the uh into climbing a little bit at the climbing gym a few years ago. So I was doing bouldering and a little bit of that top rope shit. Dude, just going fifty feet off the ground. You're up there, was tough, dude. Yeah. That was tough. That's fifty feet roped in, Woo. padded mats. Right, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But uh, but man, bouldering, um, especially man. There's sometimes you hit a, you get to a move, and it was a do or die move, and you either did it or you didn't. And if you miss, you're fucking falling. And sometimes you get a little bit up off the ground there. So it uh, again, not you, you know, obviously if things go really wrong, but you're not like super danger. But still, it was like that having to get your mindset in the right place to to make that move. And yeah, there's a whole, like that shit just doesn't happen. You gotta train yourself. But he is a different cat. And we talked about it, he's like literally different. Like the brain scans show like his fear, the area that, that uh, yeah, associated with fear, yeah, it doesn't light up the same way as it does. I wonder if that, I wonder if that is by, you know, well, the old nature nurture. Like if he was, you know, different from birth, or if he just was doing crazy shit and had a different mindset early on and he trained it out of himself. I think it's both. You know? Because, I, I mean, yeah, I think I'm going to go with both. 
but that's what great athletes that that's that's greatness man that's the whole thing like it is it's it's not just uh it, it's genes and environment it's everything coming together like that guy was born to be a free solo rock climber and he just happened to be in the position where he could realize that and so that's where you see these people who are like great that's where greatness comes yeah from, yeah right? that's yeah. like he's like no yeah. one else on earth yeah you know, like maybe there's people out there that could do it, but you know what I mean? But they never, they weren't in that opportunity. Maybe there's someone who's better than him, right? But he grew up in, in fucking Siberia and, you know, races dog sleds or something, <laughs> right? Like that's the thing. Like the greatest whatever player in the world could have grown up uh, in an area that just doesn't play that sport. And it's you're, he's never going to get a chance to, to realize it. So um, like you saying both people, if you don't, a lot of people don't realize, but Jamaica is a huge sprint place. Like sprinting is like, you know, baseball and basketball is here. I mean, it is a national thing. And so like, that's the reason so many great sprinters come from there. But you put somebody like Usain Bolt, who is just touched by the hand of God, in an environment like that, that's where you get Usain Bolt yeah. from. And, but- uh, It's the only way you get- It's the only <laughs> way. You yeah. get you saying bull. So that's why so many great, you know, fucking wrestlers come from areas that wrestle. That's why so many great jujitsu guys come from Brazil because they do jujitsu there. So you get that dude who's got what it takes to be a great jujitsu guy naturally, and then you put him in an environment where he's doing jujitsu. Well, it's gonna work out pretty good. Boom! There you go. Yeah. So that's why again, like it took America a while to catch up, you know, and, and but starting to produce more and more because jujitsu is more popular here and so you're seeing more more of that but yeah it's a that combination that's the fascinating thing man and you know working with athletes you know getting a chance to work with some world-class athletes and mountain biking like i said you see that it's like dude there's nothing i'm doing that's making this person world-class like the only thing i can do at this point is just try to help them not get hurt and just keep, let, let them be themselves. Let them be themselves, man. That's the best thing you can do. And yeah, it, but it's uh, those are different people, totally different people. But you forget that sometimes, and then you watch something like that, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not the same. <clears throat> we're not the same. No. Nope. I think. Have you watched it, that movie yet? I haven't seen that one yet. The Free Solo. That's the newest one, right? Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh -uh. But uh, I thought he was. You have to watch it. See if you agree or not. I thought he was fucking up because he, he didn't have a girlfriend for quite a while. Yeah. And then before he was doing the free solo up El Cap, he ended up kind of getting this little girlfriend. She started living with him in the van. I was like, dude, yeah. that's going to make you soft, my friend, when you're fucking 2,000 foot off the ground. It's hard to argue with results because obviously yeah, he, made he did it. it. He, he did, did it. But, you know, there was another guy, uh, his climbing buddy, uh, Tommy Caldwell, that was telling him, saying the same thing. He's yeah. like, I don't feel good about that. Yeah. Like he's got to be like you know like a samurai like lasered in he doesn't need any distractions yeah no i i i would say i agree with that but one you can't argue with the results he nope. obviously did it and two like maybe he knew something nobody else did like oh maybe he's yeah like, obviously hey, man, yep. i need this outlet like for me maybe he's like the opposite like dude i can't just be that tuned into this thing I don't, I don't think all the time even if it's anybody, arguing with her you know i don't think anybody can be that tuned in all the time the pressure yeah like the, you got you gotta let just like you gotta let your muscles relax you gotta let your brain relax yeah i mean just knowing that you gotta yeah. do it so just having something to come back to yeah. 
to distract you from that for a minute. Like I said, even if it's just arguing with her over something, yeah. it's different. So, you know, and but generally, man, I'd agree. You want to be like a fucking savage. <laughs> you want to be just like, like. Well, and that's how he operated too. You know, he had a line in that movie that something to the effect of uh, nothing great has ever come from someone being like warm and comfortable. Yeah. It's, you know, something to that effect. Yeah. Like, and that's how he operated, man. He's like, I need to be uncomfortable yeah. to be in the right mindset for this shit. Yeah. So yeah. he didn't let it affect him. I guess no, that's, that's the thing, though, you know? If she would come in and be like, yeah, you know what? Motel 6 sounds pretty good. <laughs> 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 I'm going to run up to Krispy Kreme. Yeah, yeah. And then grab something. Yeah. Then, yeah, I feel a little more worried, but obviously it. pulled it off. So, nah, check it out. It's still, uh, you have to rent it, yeah? Uh, no. Oh, really? It, it's on Hulu? No, Netflix. Maybe. something. Yeah, okay. I forget which one. Hulu, it's either Hulu or Netflix. All right, yeah. So many goddamn different places you can watch TV now. I know, yep. So, no, I'll check that one out, too. Right after I check out Hateful Eight and all the other ones that I'm yeah, I got all this free time on my hand to watch it so I can recommend shit to watch yeah see I don't have uh, maybe this weekend because I, I won't have anything to do uh, Friday night so maybe I'll watch one of those movies that Keely doesn't want to watch what uh, Jim is hosting the seminar you know oh man what is it it's the one uh, you know Molly uh, uh, yeah tall tall Molly that Molly comes train. trains with us every once in a while Unity yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah, you're right. I think that's it. Yeah, it's like the, the Pedro Sauer gym. He's got more than one than one of them, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Unity, BJJ. They're the guys that put on um, Donner. Had Donner and when he came through. Oh, it's the same guys? Yeah, yeah. So apparently they've got some, you know, vein of... Some connections. Some somewhere. connections with some good people coming through. So it... Uh, well, Pedro Sauer's been around a long time, man. Dude, I remember buying a book of his when I first started jiu-jitsu. And he had his, you know, claim the territory of, like, Utah jiu-jitsu early in the game. Mm-hmm. Like, he's been there a lot, lot of years. Yeah, yeah. I think that, remember that book, uh, Borrowing the Master's Bike? Yeah, by the big black dude? Yeah. The dreadlocks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he trained. He's, he trained with him. I remember he oh, was a Pedro yeah, I think, I think you're right. I'm pretty sure I remember That's a good book. I forgot about it. It is a good book, man. It's a different read. It's it is not, a different read. I don't really know how to explain it, but it's a good book. I haven't read it in a while, so I can't really... If you told me, like, you know, give me something from it or whatever, yeah. I'd be like, ah. I just remember it was a good book. I liked it. I took some good shit from it. But um, but anyways, yeah. So, yeah. I It was uh, like, man, like side control escape concepts or something. Like I said, I'm a fucking brand new white belt. Bought this, you know, book. And I got through the intro, which was interesting. I went, uh, had some funny stuff. Uh, but all I remember is I got to the techniques, and I was like, ah, I can't do this. <laughs> I can't learn this from a book. <laughs> so, anyways, that was my last book uh, with techniques that I tried to. It's just, it's hard, man. It's hard to pick that up. Uh, you, you, didn't, you never bought the books? Like the jiu-jitsu books? I know you got a ton of instructionals. What did you... That was the only book that I bought. Like was the, it? there was like yeah, like here's step one with picture one and, and description. I got a, I got a bunch two. of those at home, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, if that's what you got and, and you had a part, you know, someone, and you're like, all right, let's do this. I can totally see how that would be the the way. But man, I started doing jujitsu when we had YouTube and instructionals, and you know, I had a gym I was training that. So out of out of all the options, it is 
the hardest, most time consuming, like least efficient way to try and learn jujitsu. So, I got pretty good at using it, man. I had to use that technique, you know, for the first couple of years I lived here before I got hooked up with Mauricio. Yeah. Even when I was, because I was only training with him, you know, once or twice a month. Yeah. So I, I would use a bunch of those fucking books. I'd grab one of my training partners that I'd suckered into training with me and put it yeah. on. And just going over step one, two, three, four, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I learned a lot of shit doing that. Now I can see that. Like I said, if, if in the like, I can see that when in the day when that was what you had, yep. that that was yeah, awesome. Yeah, because you didn't have smartphones. That's that played video real good. Right. Yeah. You know, so you couldn't put it on that side, watch it, and do it. Yeah. And, nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. Like I said in the right in the right environment, in the right place, like those things would be <laughs> awesome. I, like I said, for me, I'm like. Oh my god, dude! I can't. I don't know. I didn't know enough to know anything either. You know, I got like fucking two months of experience, so I'm reading this shit. Like, what the fuck he's talking about here, man? And so, uh, but anyways, in the beginning, I remember he he had a little intro, and he was talking about like growing up. Because if I remember correctly, he's like a cousin of the Gracies, right? Yeah, I can't remember exactly. He's not a Gracie, but he grew up with them. Like he's. He's, for all intents and purposes, kind of viewed as, like, in the yeah. same, like... Same family. Same family, right? right. Same thing uh, on, on some level. And so uh, so he grew up with them, and he was talking about how, you know, he started training, and then eventually his his coach would tell him, this is what I want you to go and submit him with. And then he would tell the other guy, this is what he's going to come and <laughs> submit you with. And then tell him, now, you got to get him with that. And then he talked about like going out in the parking lot and doing stand up or wrestling and shit to really motivate you to not go down <laughs> and end up on your back. That would motivate you. Concrete is a hell of a motivator. Hell of a motivator, man. So, but yeah, that, I mean, this is how he grew up doing jujitsu. And I was telling Kelly that, and we're like, you know, obviously, it's, I said, what's well, fucking kind of crazy? You know, I can't even imagine taking a class and saying, all right, we're going outside in the parking lot. We're going to do some, some, uh, up, down, out, <laughs> judo throws. Up, down, out. <laughs> and, but I, but if you think about it, like they weren't training for sport. Like back then, like they were training to fucking fight. They were scrapping. They were scrapping. Yeah. It was like scrapping on at the beach. They, they basketball know, courts. Basketball yeah. court. They had the fight. They had the Vietudo matches. Yeah. You didn't know if somebody was going to storm your gym or if you were going to have to go storm somebody. It was a fucking wild, wild west with fists, basically. <laughs> and so it's a, it, when you put it in that context, it's like okay, like these guys weren't out there for like fitness. It wasn't like. Demi Lovato. They didn't need a. They didn't need an activity to get out of the cubicle. No, 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 no. They were literally training to fight. Right. And so, uh, but anyways, I, I don't know what my point is. Just yeah, Pedro Sauer is a fucking old school yep. badass from back in the day. So um, that's about all I know about him. So fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm going to school on uh, on Saturday. To that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm kind of. Bummed. I decided not to go now a little bit. Yeah, man. It's, it was tough for me to justify being that I wouldn't have been able to do the moves. But it would have been like, I was thinking though, like, dude, if you, if we both went and you would be doing the move and I've been taking notes, we probably could have extracted a ton of fucking juice from one seminar. That's true, man. You know, because usually if you're taking notes, you're doing the move and kind of taking shorthand notes. Doing, right. You know, it's not quite the same. Yeah. But if I couldn't do the move and just sitting off to the side, mm. just fucking writing shit down. Yeah. Probably 
gathered some more information. Wow. Jeez, man. Oh, well. We know next time. No next time. So, uh, but anyways, yeah, I'll probably, I'm going to try going Friday and train there since I'll be there. That'd be cool. So, I'm sure they'll have some sort of open mat or something, huh? I know we do, so I assume every other school <laughs> in the world does. Because obviously everybody sure. does shit like we yeah, do. That's right. Everybody does it the way we do. Their right? same schedule? Yeah, same schedule. Have 6.30 open mat. We're scrapping it right Right, yeah. I just show up at 6.30. <laughs> like, hey. So, yeah, I got to check, though, and make sure there's no rules or whatever I need to know about. So yeah. It's good to know to be respectful of the rules. Yeah. Yeah. I like to not piss people off. In a jiu-jitsu school, just not not good to get off on the wrong kind place. of gym etiquette thing, like we talked about. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, man. If you're gonna be part of somebody's fucking community, don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like so, there you go. Luckily with our school, that's funny, man. I talk to people they come to our school and it's like, yeah, you, you know, for like whatever, ask higher belts to roll. You know, we're not too formal on, you know, if you can't whatever color gear or patches or whatever you got and none of that shit and so um but yeah i was talking to one guy he's like man i went to one school and they had like two pages full of rules for the i had to you know check out before i went and you know obviously some rules are good you know because we talked about before like there, there's a rationale behind like lower belts don't ask higher belts to roll mm-hmm. and so uh you know there's a rationale there but so there's a reason for rules, but it can definitely go over the top. I think that's what happens. You, you take get, it over the top, it's like too cultish. Yeah, 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 it's like, yeah. It's real back in, guys. Right, I know. <laughs> so on. so anyway, so you got some schools that have too many rules, and then you got schools that have, you know, no rules, and then you got like, you know, that's, that's how you end up with your average, right? Mm-hmm. So that's how I'm, I'm looking at like our schools. We're helping the average out by making up for some of the schools that have way too many rules. So... That's a good way to see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, we're pretty pretty informal in there, which is fine. When I'm rolling jiu-jitsu, I don't want to be thinking about a bunch of rules. <laughs> my shirt and tie. Right, yeah, yeah. Presentable. Damn it, dude. Yeah, I got my fucking name written on my gi. Oh, is this the right color? Yeah, I know. That's funny, man. Like, I don't know. I just remember that experience at Gracie Baja and... And uh, I don't know how it is for people visiting. Like, I'm if I was in a place and like a Gracie Baja was the only school uh, around to visit, like, I don't know, I guess I'd have to call and ask, but I'd be a little, uh, like, just not being in the uniform, like, not knowing, am I supposed to be here? Like, am I supposed to, you know? Like, are they going to tell me I got to put on one of their geese? Do I got to buy one of their geese? Yeah. <laughs> how does this yeah, work? No drop in fee, but you got to buy a $120 gee. Come on in. Yeah. But anyways, I don't know. But that's why. Uh, so anyways. did you see? Speaking of Greasy Bob, did you see that AJ Agazarm was talking shit? Uh, so I think it was on Twitter or something. I saw it on YouTube that he was calling out Cabrinha for being a legend steroid user. No. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. I'm not sure what you know spawned it or prompted what, it, prompted it, or where he's going with it. Huh. But yeah, he was fucking blasting him for some reason. That's interesting. Thank you, Captain Obvious. I know. I'm gonna say, like, <laughs> you know, hey, shouting the obvious is not coaching. Here. Like, you're not like. What kind of detective work did you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you looked at the picture. Okay. Um, yeah. No, that's uh, uh, not shocking news, but 
Man, I mean, honestly, again, just talking about like where a lot of these guys come from, like Brazil, it's just a different culture. Mm-hmm. Like being on like TRT or you know something is just it's not. It's not the way we see it here. In this no, place. it's not. It's just they don't see it the same way. There's not the stigma attached to it. So it's uh, you know whatever. And and then trying to the problem is is when you're trying to apply your ethics. To another situation and it's like oh well here there's the stigma attached to it so obviously if you're doing them there then you're a bad person and it's like well wait a minute here bad people don't do that like good people do so like why would I not do it because from my point of view good people do it like I'm not fucking all repressed like you assholes over there thinking that anything good is bad so it's uh anyways of what's uh do you see they press charges against uh old boy about the incident at Nogi Worlds? Um Oh uh Health Gracie? Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, they got charges pressed. That so. sucks. I mean I guess, I don't know. Hey, I mean you can't be sucker punching people <laughs> in like that, man. In this day and age, man, you no. can't just be punching people in the face. No. You know, there was a point in time to where you could get away with it. But Man, I'm not even really sure if that's... Dude, it was a sucker punch. Yeah, it was sort of a sucker punch. It was a fucking straight up sucker punch. I mean, I don't care that's what happened before. None of the man dude's arms were resting. He couldn't do anything to defend himself. It was completely defenseless and just got sucker punched. Like, there is nothing... Like, I don't know, man. I'm kind of glad. I gotta be totally honest with you. I'm glad. To see him get charged. Like, I'm like, well, fucking duh. I would rather have seen a scrap. Like, well, okay, let's, okay, we have our differences. Let's have a fucking fight. Let's put some money on the line. Yeah. Let's put this shit on YouTube. Let's scrap. Let's sort this out. Man, you gotta keep that be, shit out of public venues, man. They'd, they'd be fucking better. Yeah. Settle it like, settle it like gentlemen. Yeah. No, 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 that's fine, but you can't, you can't do that shit in a public venue like no. that. That's not, it's that's just not cool, man. It's no. just not cool. You want to sucker punch somebody in a fucking barbecue <laughs> in somebody's backyard? Like, okay, right? But, because like I said, it, 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 the, it sounds silly, but being a father, I'm like, dude, my kids were sitting in the stands. Like, not at that point, but they were in that, like, at that, they're in the stands, and that easily could have escalated into something big human beings crashing into the crowd yeah, and, yeah. and then like you just it, it easily could have mm-hmm. and so you know that's just it's not the the you gotta be able to show like society for society to be able to function we have to be able to just rely that we're not gonna get fucking sucker punched out <laughs> in public you know what I mean I think that that's just a basic assumption that we should be able to make when I walk out the front door I should. I'm not gonna get sucker punched. It's a, don't you make that assumption when you walk out the door every day? I, I do, but I still think there's some people in this world that would benefit from worrying about that. It might keep them in line a little bit. I guess so, but you know you have to take that like the two things. <laughs> like I think about that, right? But then there's also some big hairier asshole that would just punch you in the face if that <laughs> right. rule wasn't there. So right. it, as much as it's like you know we, uh, you know. We see, it's like the, the, you know, we say something, I'm talking about Bill, and you're talking about Bob, right? So it's like, Bill's a skinny little punk that I can punch, but Bob's a giant fucking scary dude that can punch me. 
So, it's like, I don't want Bob punching me. <laughs> Even though Bill deserves to get punched from time to time, I don't want Bob punching me. So, I will eat some bullshit from Bill. So, but anyways, like I said, man, that's just one of those uh, little things that knits society together is that assumption. And again, though, I know, like, it's a different story in Brazil. It's a different place. So, I'm not saying he's a bad dude. Right, but man, you gotta be a fucking adult about the situation and realize that this ain't Brazil. Like things ain't the same here, and so you can't just fucking sucker punch people at a public event like that. So, yeah, it's frowned upon. It is frowned upon. Like I said, let them fucking duke it out. I'm all for that. Yeah. Get a fucking charity match at one of these events and let them just. Oh, so, oh, sorry to interrupt. No, speaking of, speaking of <laughs> charity matches. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see uh, how Stipe Miocic did in his uh, fight to win match. I didn't either. I'm just kind of curious how his jiu-jitsu was. Yeah. I have to go, because I think that was like last weekend or something. Probably. I have to go watch it. I forgot all about it until you said charity. Yeah. No idea. I want to see what the guy's gi jiu-jitsu looks like, world heavyweight champion. I bet you. I bet you he's a motherfucker to deal with. I'll bet he's a motherfucker (laughs) to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, that's a safe assumption, man. (laughs) How is jiu-jitsu? That's a I different thing. I don't see it going well for too many people, man. Yeah. Man, gi jiu-jitsu is like, funny, though, because you can... I think gi's a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Like, it is such an equalizer. I've You hear me bitch about it all the time. I'm like, man, I hate this fucking thing. I just want to do jiu-jitsu. And every time I turn around, somebody's got some goddamn grip. <laughs> it's like, fuck! I gotta address this goddamn grip. I like the gi, man. Yeah. I miss being able to put on my gi. I almost put it on the other day just for old time's sake. <laughs> Sit around my house <laughs> wearing my gi. Yes. I probably would, I man. I I miss you, old friend. Yeah. Damn it. It's like a fucking it's your uniform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But uh, anyways, yeah. let, let me know how it goes. But yeah. Forget all about it. I'll check it out. It's. I'll bet there's a lot of grabbing and stalling and shit. So there you go. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't even have a random shit to talk about. Um, that was a lot of random shit for like an hour. That was hour a lot of random shit, man. What else you got? I was <laughs> looking up some science, some bro science shit. We should give people your Kratom update. My Kratom update? You trusted in me after your horrible experience. Oh, yeah. A- after we, because re- last time we recorded was the your morning. After. After your first night of Kratom and you were all frazzled and not up. on board no 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 but you I trusted in the process well I knew going. that I just went too far <laughs> I knew that whatever I did the night before was too much so I dialed it back from there and uh, I mean the other stuff not the kratom and I, I still haven't done the the kratom close to bed I'm still I mean you know, it's part of your update. Apparently, we're just not taking enough. <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah. So for everybody listening, here, this is interesting. It seems sort of accurate, but take that for what it is. So I wasn't having good luck of uh, taking cream before I go to bed to help yeah. me sleep. Like I'd fall asleep for like a half hour, then I'd wake up and I'd be like fucking Rain Man, <laughs> like reading for like an hour, dude, wide awake. So well, this isn't good for sleeping. Well, I told the people at the Kratom store, and they're like, oh, you're just not taking not enough. Not taking enough. That was not the answer I was expecting. They're like, oh, because I was taking like three grams of it. They're like, oh, you should try like five, six. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and they reassured me that was the case. And so I was like, all right, I tried it. I tried it last night. I slept better. 
I yeah. Took, I took about six grams of it. Yeah. Kind of hurt my stomach for a quick minute, and then I went away and I was good. So. Yeah. I don't know if I'm on board with eating fucking drinking six grams of that shit every night though. Yeah, I don't like. It's not. It wasn't worth it. Like it's the not benefit as good as edibles. No, the benefit I got from it isn't worth the cost. Yeah. Yeah. Now for me, the the edibles are, are just too good. There's no, it's one of those things like. I know my my nature is things are going great. How can I fuck it up? Mm-hmm. But I'm just gonna stick with things are going great on that. Leave, that, leave that alone. Leave that alone. And uh, but no, man. Yeah, I, I did the uh, during the day. Um, the yeah, kratom is fucking awesome. I started doing the white in the morning, and I don't drink coffee. And it's crazy. This stuff's like rocket fuel. <laughs> like yeah, you're so just, you haven't had a cup of coffee at all this morning. I did just because like I I just wanted a cup of co- a cough cup of coffee with my breakfast because I like the taste of it, but it wasn't like usually I wake up in the morning and the first thing is coffee, <clears throat> and you know I usually have like two or three throughout the morning and maybe another one or two in the afternoon, and you know just way too much coffee, and it kind of was starting to worry me a little bit, <laughs> but yeah with the kratom it's just I have. Uh, like two, a little over two grams of the, the white in the morning with, um, shake it up with some, uh, the freaking kombucha and I'm good, man. I worked out this morning. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good stuff. And then the afternoon I'll do a, uh, like again, like two grams of the green and then same thing, man. I just feel good, good energy. Don't even want any coffee and uh then that just cruises me right on into my evening and then i switch to the thc and edibles and stuff and it's uh it's an interesting supplement fuel day dude you know man it's just i i don't know i don't know how i feel about it (laughs) because you know i grew up being uh you know my dad used to be a preacher man like being hardcore christian you're just like you shouldn't eat anything but Jesus, right? <laughs> you shouldn't eat anything but Jesus. And so, but here I am, and, and I was uh, I was talking with my, I've told a couple people this, man, like between the edibles, which helped me sleep like a champ, and my recovery score with Morpheus is just, is, is you know, my HRV scores are up, my recovery score is up, so, you know, my, my sleep stats with Fitbit are better, so it's not just, you know, there's some, some numbers to back up just what I'm feeling. And then the CBD rub on my elbows, my elbows just don't hurt. I was actually doing some, uh, some floor presses today with uh, kettlebells and man, it's the first time I've been able to do some sort of like weighted pressing motion and not feel anything in my elbows. Usually there's a little bit of pressure, a little bit of discomfort that I just kind of deal with. I had you bench pressing at my house yesterday, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For did. Years. Most unnatural, fucked up motion. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Be hating on the bench press. Dude, I saw his telling me. I was like, dude, Rob just got that thing set up. He just goes out there and bangs out bench presses and pull ups all day. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So the CBD rub on my elbows, and then the kratom for just you know, in, in place of coffee or just to kind of whatever you want to call it. But yeah, between those three things, like, dude, my whole world has changed. And it, it is. It's like yesterday I was running around. It's like all my errands were like, I had to go get drugs. I had to go get Kratom <laughs> and CBD rub and more pot and shit. And it's like, 
It was, it was, uh, it's funny. It was funny, man. It was an interesting thing, but that's how James Grocery shops. Yes. Yeah. Just the important shit, the big rocks. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I mean, overall I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, things are better. Like I'm not drinking as much coffee. I'm drinking more water. I'm not, uh, snacking as much. So, uh, it's just, you know, things are better all the way across the board, sleeping better, feeling better, feel like my jujitsu's doing good. So, but it is, it's just all fucking fueled with herbal, (laughs) herbal herbs, man. Herbal herbs. Yeah. So, you know, but there is that line in the Bible about, you know, God saying he gave us all the, the seed bearing fruits and herbs to use. So I'm hoping something changes in the price of like the CBD rubs and shit and the CBD um, tinctures. Mm-hmm. The price comes down. It will. I mean, in five years, it'll be cheaper. Mm-hmm. It's just there's two things going on right now, which is just the it's the hot new thing. Mm-hmm. So you got supply and demand and, and the taxes and shit, right? Yeah. No, it's just you don't pay taxes on CBD. Oh, yeah. It's just THC. They don't get you. No, no, it's just regular. You're, like CBD is just like buying lettuce. Oh, I thought they taxed it across the board. Just by lettuce, it. I mean real lettuce. <laughs> the devil's lettuce, right? Not the devil's lettuce. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, no, you just pay just regular taxes. So uh, like that bo- uh, thing I got yesterday was seventy five bucks, like eighty bucks out the door with tax. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll come down. It's like everything else. There's there's more people get into it they'll saturate the market and that's where the price war will be right now it's like the demand is to the point where people can keep these prices high and i don't know about the manufacturing too that's the other thing is you know manufacturing if it's keeping up with the demand because if your manufacturing prices are high like so or people are just jacking that up like i don't i actually looked up some white label cbd the other day i was like man that's where the money is the fucking cbd and kratom (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we need to combo it somehow. Like, I wonder why that, that hasn't been done. Dude, it's, yeah. Yeah, somebody let them do it. And then we just throw in the K2D3. You see, I think it was last weekend that, man, one of the fast food chains, Hardee's or Arby's or some shit, um, put out a CBD-infused burger. Wow. Yeah. A little ridiculous. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't follow it up to see how it went over. I think they were testing it or something for for the weekend. Yeah, something. But I just throwing throwing that flag up the pole to see see what see what happened. I think it's I think that's taking it a little too far. That's a little far a little when far. your fast food's showing up with it. But uh, I don't think that's gonna help. No. So. But anyways. But anyways, overall though, it's definitely uh, stuff definitely helped me. So. I mean, just taking the regular CBD, like the oil, like I didn't really notice a whole lot. Like doing it with the THC is a game changer. And then the the CBD rub that I use is the full spectrum. So it's that stuff that it technically, it doesn't have enough THC to register, but it, you, it can, because uh, they can test for such minuscule amounts that you can uh, piss hot for THC. Uh, using it so that's what happened to one of our our teammates yeah one of our jiu-jitsu buddies yeah he got it all straightened out though thankfully yeah that's good but it's just it sucks you even got to deal with that shit nowadays silly man it's so silly it's so silly yeah I know I was talking about earlier about having to go to Utah for this seminar and just the fact that I have to think about 
like, man, Utah's, you know, they're got regular weed laws. So if I take anything over there, I'm breaking the law, which is insanity. And I, I'm <laughs> betting that there is, I don't know if there's state patrol in Utah or where sheriffs or wherever the fuck they are, some sort of law enforcement that just love looking for Colorado plates. Man, you'd and be nailing people. You'd be surprised. I, I drive through fucking Utah a lot. Uh-huh. I've done, and and you would think, man, like yeah, you you get over that Colorado border and you just start seeing cops <laughs> hanging out. Hanging out. That's just not the case, man. I, well, I don't see them just hanging out, but I bet you there's some of them out there just hunting. Well, I'm sure they know that if they pull over some of the Colorado plates, like they probably need to bring the dog. Go, yeah, bring a little sniff test <laughs> along. Asking if you have any drugs or guns or anything of interest in this car. Uh, yeah. But Colorado delinquents. Yeah. No, man, I've never, that's the thing. I've, I haven't been pulled over in Utah uh, as long as I keep the speed where it needs to be. Then I'm fine. I'm so. pissed that they change the speed on the highway here by us. That section of highway, I travel a lot. They reduce yeah. the speed, dude. I'm going to get fucking nailed going through there. Nah. I'll bet you won't. We see the thing is, is like you're not doing 85. No. Right. Like you're doing like 80, and I, I man, I have to imagine that they're they're not busting people for doing 80 through there. The problem is that I mean we've lived here long enough. That section it must be the fucking hard. It tests some people's driving capacities to the max. <laughs> I mean, people are flying off that section. <laughs> there, there was the truck that crashed into the bridge. Yep. There's just, like, there's been so much fucking chaos in that one section. And it's because, hey, there's a couple curves. Really, that's it. They're not even, like, hard curves or anything. But they're, like, there's, like, two or three legitimate curves in there. And I guess if you're just flying it at, like, 90 and you could quote sneak up on you yeah you're kind of a dumbass yeah. so I think they just lowered it so they could give a fucking big speeding ticket to people doing like 85 90 miles an hour through there but yeah I noticed that too I was like on one hand I'm like this is bullshit people need to either like the people who are getting fucking killed through here are weeding out the weak I mean this is not a difficult stretch of road to navigate and Slow the fuck I don't down. Know, man. I've seen some people learn how to turn. I've seen some people's driving abilities. Oh, dude, it's I know, man. Frightening, frightening. <laughs> man, I got behind one girl <laughs> the other day. Why she got to be a girl, James? I don't know why she had to be a girl. You she just was. It sounds like a sexist. Oh, story you mean why that. am I assuming that she's a girl because yep. she had long hair and looked like a girl? That could be it too. Oh, why am I being like gender uh, assumptive? No. Very why are you a gender assumptive? Why are you a gender assumptive, James? <laughs> God damn it, I've been trained to be a gender assumptive. Anyway, sorry. In society. Didn't mean, didn't mean to derail the story. But so this assumptive female <laughs> This human. This human. Non gendered human. Um anyways. <clears throat> nah man, I'm behind this girl. And it was one of those scenes where you could tell she's on the phone. She keeps swerving off the road. And, like, the thing to me is, like, man, if you almost swerve off the road once, twice, like, maybe that's a fucking sign that you need to, like, pay attention. Pay attention, man. Pay attention. No. No, man. I was behind this chick for a while. I was trying to get on the highway, and I was, like, you know, I got behind her on the the roads heading there. And, dude, she's just, like, like, over and over. 
slowing down. Then she gets, we get on the highway and she was getting on the highway too. So we're on the on-ramp and she's fucking starts getting faster and faster. And then she just doesn't follow the lines onto the highway. She just keeps going straight so she's into the, the shoulder. Oh God. Yeah. And she makes it like, you know, like three quarters, almost all the way, you know, into the shoulder before she realizes what's going on and fucking whips it back over onto the highway at like fucking 70 miles an hour. (laughs) It's so dangerous. I was just like, it is so dangerous and I cannot wrap my mind around like the, the mind space that someone like that has to be in. Like, I just, I'm making all sorts of assumptions about how dumb and selfish and retarded you are. I mean, I just can't even wrap my mind around. Like, you're, you're putting your life in danger. You're putting everyone else's life in danger. It's, it's not like everything was fine and all of a sudden, like, whoa! You know, it's like over and over and over. It's obvious that you're gonna fucking crash, man! I gotta get that text out, bro. Yeah, gotta, gotta get, get that text, text out. out. And it's just, it's insanity. You see it all the time. So, yeah, people's driving is just scary. It is scary. It is so scary. I I want automated cars, man. Like, but, (laughs) yeah, people's driving is fucking scary. So, there you go. How do we even get on that? I don't know, man. I I can't even remember where we started to fucking get on that. I don't know. I got his back. Yeah. I was at some four-way stop the other day, and almost watched like two accidents because people can't figure out a four-way stop. That four-way stop's really confusing. It is confusing, man. It's confusing. Roundabouts are very confusing for people too. They get confusing. Saw some chick almost get uh, taken out because she decided to stop. (laughs) In the roundabout? In the roundabout. She wasn't sure if she wanted to get off onto the highway and there was a fucking truck coming around the corner and had to slam on his brakes and like start honking and they're just like stopped in the fucking roundabout like man what's going on here it's like jesus christ man yeah 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 oh people they are makes things interesting they 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 do man you gotta love them we need them because yeah you really have no choice but it's uh that's funny man like i asked my dad this once was like man do you think jesus was down here just thinking like god damn look at all these assholes or did he like not see assholes it's a tough question right it's like do you see assholes and you just love them and that's what makes you Jesus because you, you can love assholes or, don't you, or do you just not see assholes in the first place and that's what makes you Jesus so unfortunately I think it's the second one I say that unfortunately because that's a fucking super high bar to just not even see the assholes because uh, I'm doing better at just dealing with them <laughs> I've accepted them it's I just tough. gotta not see them. It's tough. I always, I, I gotta, you know, routinely tell myself, like, they, they see the world differently. It's you got a right. cue from being from Australia this week, man. Yeah, I could. She asked if I was from Australia. <laughs> I know I talk weird. I get that, man. But I don't talk like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. People so. see the world differently. They yeah, do, I man. I gotta tell myself that. They do. Quite often. Yeah, they do. It's a totally different way that they're seeing the world. So, And you try and think about it. You're like, what do you see? <laughs> what is it? I just, you can't even, I can't 
obviously can't wrap my mind around it because I'm not in their head. But yeah, it's easier for me to imagine what it's like to be on the side of Denali trying to survive 150 mile an hour winds and 40 degrees below to try to put myself in the head of that teenage girl fucking going down the road trying to kill herself. It's like, just, it's like a different fucking animal right there. It's not, is that a human? Humans have survival instincts. Like, that's the thing, man. Like, so much of this shit, like, you see people just, you know, now the whole thing with pedestrians, right? Like, they just, they don't check for cars. They it's just like, step on step out. the fuck on out, man. God, Colorado's <clears throat> notorious for that. Oh. That's, that's something I've noticed. That, is it? Yeah, you go, you go to bigger cities, especially this valley, but you go to bigger cities, people respect that cars are run, running the fuck over. Yeah. You know, that's how I grew up, you know, back in, you know, Flint, Detroit. Like, car, no. You watch out for the car. You watch out for the car. The car doesn't isn't gonna watch out no, for you. That's you how you fucking talk. The car was your, your fault. fault, dude. Here, especially you get closer to like ski towns and stuff, people will just step out right the fuck in front of you. Yeah, expect you to stop. They've Not done that to me in my big truck, my work yeah. truck. I've almost squished several tourists. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You get that? I, yeah, it's a, definitely a tourist thing, man. Yeah. Moab. Uh, oh yeah, get that for sure. Fucking just walk right across the street. Just expect traffic. They're like fucking ducks on Kauai, man. Yeah. That's what I think of. <laughs> ducks are stupid that's why you have to stop for because they don't know any better okay well we're gonna stop for these ducks because they're fucking ducks they're idiots right <laughs> they don't have survival instincts like people do and then you see people acting like ducks and it's like oh god but yeah it's like where's the survival instinct that's the thing that annoys me is when I see shit and it's like basic survival instinct should keep you from doing what you're doing and yet you just feel like there's no danger here. Like what, what, how are you seeing the world in a way where you're not recognizing danger or you're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm in the right. So that lion, dude, I think there's a large number of people that that survival instinct has just been bred out of them. Yeah. Just generations and generations of soft motherfuckers. Yep. I mean, on some level you're told like if anything happens, it's somebody else's fault. So why do you need a survival instinct? Because everybody else has to look out for you because you can blame them if anything happens. And it's like, okay, well now you see where we're at. So what the way of men say about that? Survival instinct? Yeah, man. I don't remember. No. My interpretation of the book got clouded by the gang. The gang thing at the end. (laughs) I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, huh. Anyways, yeah, dude, I was you were just saying something. Oh, this reminded me. So, you said something about like negative 40 temperature, mm-hmm. it got me thinking. So, you know, I've been going to cryotherapy and you're watching the fucking monitor and it says it gets down to negative 320 degrees. Mm-hmm. What, what do they measure? I mean, it gets cold in there, you know. When I, I spent a winter working up in North Dakota. And the coldest I ever saw outside working was like negative 60, negative 65 or something like that. Cold is, dude, like that's cold as fuck. Like pretty much any exposed skin is getting frostbit relatively fast. Yeah. Especially when we're out there swinging hammers, carrying iron and shit. So if you break a little bit of a sweat, if you didn't get your layering right, you are in trouble. It fucking sucks. That's negative 60. I'm in this tank and they're telling me it's down to negative 320 degrees. I'm a little skeptical of this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, what are they measuring? Like, yeah, I think it's it's not the air temperature; it's the temperature of the gas. Right. 
And so, like, because they're pumping in, like, the, the it, was it liquid nitrogen? Or yeah. Whatever. So, it's just the temperature of the gas. It's just the temperature of the gas is, like... So, it, I want to know what how, like, cold it gets in the tank. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It ain't no negative fucking 300. And that's how they kind of market it. Like, oh, you're getting down to negative 320 degrees. Yeah. No, you ain't. Yeah. No, that's not what's going on. Yeah, I don't know how they measure that. I don't know if it's, like, what the... But maybe... Maybe once you get down to, like, you know, negative 80, it all feels the same. Could be. Yeah, could so. be. I mean, I like it. I'm not knocking it. I feel good from doing no, it. No, I know I, what you mean though, because you, if you're just trying to extrapolate, like, okay, like for me, I know here the man we had like some winters where like the highs were in the teens and overnight you get down to, like negative twenty. So that's probably like that I can remember. That's the coldest like that I've been. And so yeah, I'm trying to extrapolate. Like I know how fuck dude, that is. That's cold, painful. Mm-hmm. Like you're outside, and like you said, like any exposed skin, just it hurts because it's just so fucking cold. And uh, so you're trying to extrapolate that to, okay, this is negative ten. What is that times three hundred? Right. It should be way colder, but it's not. So yeah, I, you know, you hear that number, and you, in my eyes, I feel like a cartoon. Like you, you like you hit that temperature and you're froze. You yeah, like, yeah, and that's it. It's a wrap. Yeah, you're just a giant fucking ice cube. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, so, but I guess, like I said, maybe that's not how it works. Must not be. It, uh, Anyways. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the room. I think like your head. Maybe that's the thing too, because you're not. It's not your whole body. Not in, not in this one. Yeah, it's just it's just you know. They have full. That. They have fucking full body things. Yeah, it's like a little room, right? Yeah, I'm not sure how they work. I've never been in one. Yeah, because I think that's the thing is that that's actually the air temperature itself is actually like that cold. And, and your whole face and everything's in there. So, like, I'll bet having your face exposed to that kind of cold makes a difference. Because you got a lot of shit oh, on your... Speaking of that, dude, I almost fucking frostbit my nuts off yesterday in the cryo. So let me explain. <laughs> so I got a little nervous, man. I forgot to tell anybody this. <laughs> but anyway, so it was what happened. I get to the cryo place and they had, their cryo machine was down. Like they had to reload yeah. it. You know, it's yes. all computerized and shit, right? So they were cool about it. While I was waiting, I did like 20 minutes of compression on my hips. And then I, they're like, hey, you want to do the light bed? You know, the, the what is it? The red light. Red light therapy, yeah. light bed thing. So I fuck it, you know. I wait. They say it's gonna be up and running. So I went and laid in there for like fifteen minutes. And that was hot, man. Like I was like I broke a sweat. Like goddamn sauna it wasn't really my thing, but whatever. It was free. Yeah. And then about that time, they got the cryo up and running. So I was I had cooled off a little bit, but I was still a little bit sweaty. So I had kind of like my boxers got a little bit wet from being sweaty. So I thought I'd be smart. I pulled my boxers off and just put my gym shorts back on. But they're loose, right? So there's not much covering the fucking twig and berries. Right. And I climb in the cryo, right? And I'm like, crank it up, fucking extreme mode, you know, negative 320. And I get about halfway through, dude, and I feel my fucking nuts and shit getting cold. And I realize there's nothing really covering them because you're supposed to be wearing your boxers. Dude, I quit covering them up with my hands and I just fucking prayed, like, please don't, nothing bad happen. I made it through, yeah. thankfully. But I think it could have gone bad. I don't know. What's like the worst could happen? I don't know. I, I don't, don't want to fucking, fucking find, find out. out. I don't want to frost it. They retract don't come back out. Something, man. You become like a natural eunuch. I did not. I was not willing to find out. I got super nervous. Yeah. I didn't say nothing. I wasn't going to quit the session. I was like, I'm just going to cover these fuckers up, man. I'll make it. Yeah. That's, yeah that's I didn't want, didn't want to tap out. That's funny, man. 
All right. No. Anyways, oh. random story. Yeah. Make sure your fucking nuts are covered. <clears throat> Make sure. Yeah, you definitely. It is, I mean, it gets cold enough for Yeah. So, but anyways, I think your face being out of it helps. It makes it not quite as cold, so. But the rest of you feels cold. It feels pretty cold, man. So. If you just wear those thin little gloves, man, there's times that your fucking hands will hurt. Yeah. And it gets cold. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yo. Yeah, I remember the first time I did it was at, on it, and we did it. It was just because the way it broke down. Uh, it was first thing in the morning before we started the steel mace class that I was there for. And so it's like seven o'clock in the morning and I had like just woken up and, you know, maybe had a shower, but like no blood flowing, just cold. And then, yeah, I get into that thing and like, that's the way, man, if you get, if you do that thing first thing in the morning before you get any blood flowing, yeah, it's a different level. Dude, I've never had it that cold again, man. Like I was, was that your first time ever doing that's it? That's my first time doing it. That's probably got more to do Dude, with it. Dude, my, no, no, man, my fingers were fucking hurting. Did, you had gloves on though, right? I had gloves on. Yeah. But just first thing in the morning, like I said, like nothing, I hadn't moved much at all. So. Dude, if I was like Scrooge McDuck rich, <laughs> I would have one of those motherfuckers in my bedroom and that'd be my move. Like, alarm goes off, for a lot of bad, fucking right in the cry. Right in the cry. Yeah. That'd be the move, dude. You'd feel good. Yeah. And wake up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it after the the session, too. And that one felt, like, much different and felt better. Or felt, like, you know, good. Because I was hot and I was, you know, had all the blood flowing. So, it, uh, it was a completely different experience. And then I've done it once or twice at the one here. And it's been... Kind of the same, but yeah, it's never been as cold as that one first thing in the morning, man. I was, I remember I started like shaking, like I started getting those like real deep, involuntary like body shakes and shit. And uh, I remember I was all pissed because the, the guy before me, they were like, "Oh, you can do it up to three minutes," you know. It's like three minutes is pretty long, but uh, we didn't have, they didn't give you an option on temperature. It was just get the fuck in there, and uh, and so the first guy was like, oh, "I just set it for three minutes." See if I can do it. And, of course, he made it for three minutes, which, of course, you know that, yeah, I was like, fuck, I I gotta stay in there for three minutes. So, yeah, that was exactly what was going on. I'm like, fucking (laughs) convulsing. My fingers are hurting. I'm like, this is great. This is great. I got 30 (laughs) seconds left. (laughs) I'm not tapping out. That's right. That's right. I was worried about, I was more worried about tapping out than my nuts freezing off yesterday. Yeah. Priorities. Priorities. It's funny in the moment what they are. If you'd have gotten out, then something would have happened. You'd have been like, damn it, priorities. You fucked me on that one. So, it's funny how many times priorities are usually a hindsight thing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, oops, I may have made the wrong decision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I that was my priority. It should have been this. Damn it. So, yeah. Anyhow. All right. That was another random left turns. That was another random left turn. So, what you got to talk about? Man, I don't, I mean, the only thing I have is looking up some studies, just stupid bro science shit, nothing real uh, groundbreaking. I was looking up isometric stuff. Mm-hmm. Dude, it's surprising. The, again, I got, I, this is just like 15 minutes of, of looking around, but you're definitely not throwing a stick and hitting five amazing studies done on isometrics, specifically looking at like athletes and strength training and, and things like that, man. It is a really barren uh, field in research. A lot of the isometric stuff is done on um, <clears throat> like 
older people and it's just really not applicable to athletics and stuff. So it's just, I think that's one of the reasons we've talked a lot about like, man, why are isometrics not better known? And I think part of it is just, there's not research. They're not very well researched in that area. And again, it just all falls back to when you look at science, man, it's like they're studying things that they know will get published. And so, well, what's, you know, cause we were talking last week, like how many of these studies come from the well, duh category? Like why do they keep researching the same goddamn shit over and over and over again? Well, because that's, they know that that'll get published. It's acceptable. They can reference these other studies, you know, stroke people and, and shit. So what you don't want to do is say, Hey, I need money to study something that nobody studies to try and look at something that nobody thinks is there. You're gonna have a hard time getting yeah. money for that. Can I get any takers? Because again, you, you gotta get research money. You gotta get money for this research. It's not free. And so uh, there's so many things that go into it. So, um, but I think that's one of the things because people look at sports science and they're like, well, whatever they're studying must be important. They're not studying isometrics. Must not be. Important. Must not be important. And it's like, well, maybe, maybe there's more to it, but it was just the, the few things that I did find. One was interesting cause, uh, it was done on older, older dudes and all they were doing was like some isometric, uh, grip training, but they found that it, it helped lower their blood pressure. So, but it, it's funny cause like people would think, you'd think like isometrics would increase blood pressure. And so probably during the time it does, but the overall effect, the benefit of it, benefit of the body was actually a lowering of their blood pressure. So I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, the one of the studies found that isometrics improved muscular endurance. In fact, it was funny the way that they labeled it was, and surprisingly, it also improves muscular endurance. And uh, one of the ways they looked at it was doing a biopsy of the muscle use, and a lot of times it's like the quad muscle biceps femoris or whatever or your hamstring and shit and so the <clears throat> anyways the um the they did a muscle biopsy and, and it showed an increase in the like oxidative enzymes and you know enzymes associated with uh better endurance muscular endurance and so um but again just kind of like there's some research to kind of back up some of the shit that we've talked about like, oh yeah, like you're not just getting stronger with this stuff. It is, it helps your endurance as well. Uh, and then one study, they found, they found an increase in muscle size, but not an increase in uh, um, isometric strength. And the way that they, the workout was based on like doing like leg presses and leg curls and leg extensions. So it was all like movement based stuff. And it was a high volume approach. And so it, like I said, it, it increased the, the muscle size, but when tested, they didn't find an increase in isometric strength. So again, just kind of interesting because you would just kind of assume that, you know, if you're increasing your muscle size, you're going to increase your, uh, your strength as well and, and, and your isometric strength, but not necessarily. no, man. <laughs> yeah. You gotta, that was one thing that kept coming up over and over was that isometric training increase isometric strength significantly more than any other type of training which again comes from the like well duh category but when you if you like in our sport isometric strength is super important 
it's super important in a lot of sports. Like isometric strength is your 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 base to to move from. It's your ability to create tension within a movement pattern, and so you know, kind of gives you that base for movement. But you know, if you're not training that isometric strength specifically, man, you are lagging way behind where your isometric strength can be. And if you're an athlete, like you do jujitsu, and isometric strength is important. So important for jujitsu. You have to. If you think that you're getting that from lifting weights, you're not. You have to be doing isometric specific training. So that was one of the some of the, the takeaways that I took from just perusing some of the, the literature. As I, they dude, I say. like them. I like them. Today's I'm gonna do an isometric day to day. So my plan and leave here. Yeah. Smash an isometric workout and hit the trio. Nice. Yeah. It's Rob's big plans for the day. Nice, dude. Yeah. So I gotta do some shit and pack up and hit the road. What time to get That's on the road? Plan. I don't know. I'm probably not gonna get out of here until like six or seven. I mean, driving in the evening without traffic's better anyways. Four hour drive. Yeah. Just hit cruise control and throw on a Joe Rogan podcast. I'm listening to the Kevin Hart interview. That was good. Right now. So far, yeah, it sounds good, man. I like He's yeah. an interesting dude. Yeah, he is an interesting dude. What I like about him is uh, just so far in this interview and just the other interviews I've heard with him, he's just, he's just so fucking real. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just, he's not trying to be a character. He's just like, you know, no, man, you know, I got it. When I'm at home, I'm hanging out with my family and the phone's turned off and, you know, I need that time and, you know, like, you know, oh, I seem like I'm busy, but, you know, a lot of that shit's scheduled and so some of it's perception, you know, and it's just, it's good. He's not uh, trying to play up this, this fucking image, which I like because it's good to hear like guys like that say this shit because it's like, oh yeah, all right, maybe, because people look at it because they, the, you know, you're like, oh, this guy's busy getting all this shit done and it's like, yeah, man, but you know, it's not quite probably what you think. Is going on. The guy's got managers helping him do this stuff. It's Personal not, assistance. Yeah, and it's shit. not just him. We can not take anything away from it, but you know, it's hard. I guess that was the thing. Is like it was just kind of refreshing to hear him just talking about so far. Like, man, it's fucking hard. There's you know definitely things you got to do to to navigate it. Um, but uh, yeah, it is what it is. I think being that famous has got to be a weird thing. Oh yeah, it's got to be a weird thing. Yeah. Like, you can't fucking go anywhere and just do normal shit. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be weird, man. I don't know. And his is, like, a totally different level of weird. Like, I mean, some people you got, like, celebrity status where people are like, oh, hey, look who that is. And, like, you might not get bothered too much. Like, I saw Michael Phelps in Whole Foods when I was in Scottsdale, right? Like, eh, whatever. But Kevin Hart's one of those dudes. Like, somebody... Is gonna be that asshole. Yeah, running up, run up, get a selfie with. Yo, it's your Kevin Hart. Oh yeah. shit! Can I get a picture with you? It's something, man. Something. It's like, yeah, you hit that level, and it's just a totally different world, man. Your your reality is almost incomprehensible to normal oh, people. Yeah, it's gotta be. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyways. Anyways, man. Yeah. Maybe one day we'll hit that stratosphere with grumpy guy. One day, man. I don't think so. Maybe, I don't though. No, we're climbing, buddy. We're climbing slowly, but oh so surely. Like I said, I don't know where these other listeners are coming from, but we love them. We love them. They're probably fucking Russian bots. 
Yeah, download bots. Download bots. Probably not even uh, real people. We're to, we're giving away secrets to. Oh, they're trying to Putin's army. They're trying to skew the ratings, the podcast ratings. If they can get us to take down some of like the 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 liberal, you know, Democrat podcasts, you know what I mean? Like if Grumpy Guy becomes more popular <laughs> than them and they fall down on the list. Mm-hmm. And it starts to make it look like, you know, they suck because look at this shitty podcast and they're beating them. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so everyone's going to turn on and be like, well, we can't back people who can't even beat Grumpy Guy. <laughs> Dude, we're a fucking part of an international political intrigue. Scandal. Yeah, so. It's very possible. All right, well, crank those bot numbers up then, if that's the case. (laughs) Can we buy some Russian bots? Yeah, can we get a few thousand Russian bot downloads? (laughs) There's got to be somebody out there that can help us with that. Yeah, if you can, let us know. If you're in the Russian bot... uh, Follower business. Yeah. Oh, speaking of random shit, um, The Legend of Cocaine Island. I finally watched that. I never made it all the way through. You didn't make it all the way through? No. Oh my God, how far did you get? Oh fuck, man! Not too far. I got Not to too the, far. He the, he went to the island the first time. Didn't bring a shovel. <laughs> bring a shovel. <laughs> I thought shovels were everywhere. Apparently not here. <laughs> <laughs> really, a big fucking roadblock when he tried to dig up a treasure. Then they went back, and then like I think they were like flying back, and they ended up getting searched more than they were expected or something. Didn't that something? They, like they something went like and they looked, and they couldn't find it. And then on the way back, the plane got searched. And right. it freaked them out because, right. you know... That's about where I left off yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was it. Man, it's uh, it's an interesting tale. It's an interesting tale. You going to watch the rest of it? Yeah, I'm sure I'll probably watch yeah, the rest of it. Yeah, all right. I won't ruin it for you. So, yeah. But I'll be interested to hear what you think about it. Do you think it's real? Or do you think this is like bullshit reality TV scripted? Uh, I heard somebody questioning that. I think it's real. Yeah. I do. I think so. That was my inclination. It's it was real. real. Yeah, I think it's real. There may be some. I'm sure they. Yeah, some liberties it. taken here and there, but I think that the. Uh, yeah, I think it's a real, real story. So, anyways, that's a good one, man. Is uh so finish watching that one so we can discuss. I'll put that on the list. What you think about the end? There. So. I still haven't got to true romance. Dude, I know. I haven't gotten to the hateful eight, eight, so I can't say anything yet. But man, there's so many good, good quotes from True Romance, man. You're gonna like that movie. I'm sure I will. Yeah, you will. Cool. Okay. What else you got? No, nope. that's it, man. It's called a rat. Yeah, I think so. It's been riveting as usual. Yeah, we talked some jujitsu here and there. Did we? Yeah, we did a little bit. We did we? Did we threw it in, and then so we got to keep our jujitsu podcast status. It's kind of like if you've got like ag status, you got to keep a certain number of animals on your property. We got to say jujitsu so many times. We have to keep our numbers. jujitsu podcast status. We got to say jujitsu so many times during each podcast. So I think we met our quota. Sounds so, about right. Yeah. So I think we can call it a wrap. Cool. So yeah, man. Next week we'll be talk about uh, the hangar. Yeah, fun at the seminar. Yeah. Should be a good time. I will. See if uh, learn some shit. Come back with some secret moves. Right. Like strangling fools. Yep. Yeah. And pick Dan John's brain on training teenage track athletes. So he trained both of his girls in uh, track. So he's a discus. I don't know if you know. He's like a discus 
Uh, yes, it seems like I remember that. Yeah, I threw discus for Utah State. And well, if any, anybody could give you some good advice on training teenage girls for track, man. Training be, your daughters in track. That'd be the guy. It would be that guy. So I know it's funny. That's going to be my question. Yeah. It's like all these athletes and stuff I've worked with or other high-powered questions I could ask him. It's like, all right. I, got I bet a, you he'll dig that question. I got an eighth grade 800 meter runner. Yeah. I need some need some advice. Yeah, I bet you he'll dig that question. I bet you he's going to give you a ton of shit when you ask him that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, when we talk, like, that's what stuff he likes to talk about mm-hmm. is, uh, yeah, talk about, like, he, he, dude, track and field is great. Like, I, I forgot, like, how much I love track. Like, going to Shiloh's track meets, and it's just, because, like, the, the, the clock doesn't give a fuck. You, you know, the, the distance, you either threw further or you ran faster or you didn't. And it's very just, black and white. Very black and white. There's yeah. no fuzziness involved in it. And it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a great sport because you can see your progress very easily. Whereas with a lot of sports, it's like, you know, you're playing a team sport. Like, well, I got better, but the team lost more. Like, how does that work? So it's, uh, it's good. So I love no judges involved. <clears throat> no man, yeah, yeah. It's good seeing Shiloh get involved in it, and then just too, just there's like the culture and the the rituals that go along with it, and you know going to a track meet and like you know like I was talking about like there's a you know there's you, you got to know these things, man. Like first call, second call, last call. Like you know you can't start warming up too early. You don't want to start warming up too late. Like there's. There's a strategy to all of it. Oh, you're competing in this and this is going off over here. Like, how are you going to navigate those two things? And so it's, uh, there's a lot of good life lessons. That's it. That's some good skills for a kid to have to learn. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's good because you do, you got to take some self-responsibility with you it. You got to pay attention to what's going on. You got to yep. listen. You're, you're, you're responsible for yourself, man. It's like, yeah, you guys are a team and whatever, but like, you know, volleyball and basketball, they all warmed up together and they all knew what to do. And so you get herded more like sheep in those, you know, kind of, yeah. Right? Yeah. With this, you get to the track and you're just like, here you go. Show up where you need to show up and perform well. So, uh, yeah, it's cool, man. I love track. I think that's, it's one of those, I'd put that up there. We talk a lot about like what kids should do, you know, jujitsu, gymnastics. I think track. And, it's pretty uh, high up the It's list. one of those things. Like, every kid should do. Get out there and do all of it, man. Like, Shiloh, she's doing the 800, the 4x1, uh, long jump, and shot putt. And it's like, man, that's a bunch of cool skills. Like, that's a well-rounded, like, skill thing she's working on there. It's not just one. That's one thing I wish I had done. I got into it kind of late in high school. Like, by the time in high school, people were, it's kind a little more serious. Yeah, it's like, what are you good at? You need to do this. So I wish I'd started a little earlier and had that chance to just do a jump and a throw and some runs and see what you like best, what fits best. Yeah, or even just develop the skill. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I don't know what it's like to long jump. You know, I just I never yeah, I did have no it. idea. No. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've like did it, like ran out there and you know fucked around a couple times at the, but not like okay, well this is how you do it. Like these are some of the basic skills and, and thoughts behind it, or like you know shot putt. So it just, it just would have been cool because when you do something like that, like now you have this, this experience to draw on that like even if you never like do anything with it, you still, every time you see a long jumper, you're like, oh yeah, I kind of know what that's like. And like, you know, Shiloh, like now she likes basketball. She watches basketball on TV and she's kind of into it. Because she can like, relate. She's relate. She's, she's played relate. it. Yep. Right. Yeah. 
and you sort of know what it feels like what those people are experiencing yep, yep. yeah so it's uh it's cool man like so much i just i think so much of life is about trying to acquire skills now a few of those skills you're going to choose to take to a high level but really man you should just dude how many fucking skills like just keep acquiring skills do new things see what you you know that's that's what keeps the fucking brain working so people just want to do what they're good at it's comfortable it is comfortable it It sucks being a newbie at something it does so so i'm gonna start doing barambolo i'm kidding (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if that's advisable for a 43 year old man without too many neck issues yet if you want to add to them (laughs) no I have survived my neck pretty well through jiu-jitsu so far. So. You may change that. An inversion-heavy game may not be the right move at this point. So, All right. Well, anyways, anyways. Will I or won't I? That's the question we'll leave on. Everybody will be in much suspense. Much suspense. So, All right. All right. Well, I guess that's it. See you. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ Podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now. So get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Die. Me, myself, he died.